This is the must-attend celebration of all things Western Rodeo Ranching and the Bucking Horse. We head to the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale, plus bull sale recaps. Everybody loves those. Questions from you, the listeners answered, and lots more. Crew, let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us on this all-new episode of the Ranch It Up Radio Show. I'm Jeff Tigger Earhart. And I'm Rebecca Warner, a.k.a. Beck. A big thanks goes out to all of our partners, the DLCC Ranch, the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale, Pharmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, Livestock Market, Equine Market, and AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Starting out things just a little bit differently, heading right to the phones and a question from a listener. The DLCC Ranch is hosting their annual production sale Saturday, April 15th at the ranch in Piers, Minnesota. Now, we visited with Dar Geis of the DLCC Ranch last week, and I invite you to head to our archives to get caught up on that particular episode. Just go to ranchitupshow.com. Listeners have been calling in and asking a few questions about the operation about South Devon cattle and South Devon-influenced cattle. This particular question comes in from Kansas. Now, Dar, got you on the phone again. What about feeder cattle marketing programs? Are you trying to get buyers and sellers together? Are you trying to procure those calves please elaborate if you would i am proud to say that yes we do uh, you know we if you let us know when you're selling marketing some calves uh, we have a list of, of feedlot buyers that we use uh, to contact them and and i can tell you like right here at our, our local market peers uh, at the rich prairie livestock that we've done a lot of work you know and it doesn't matter if you go you're selling 20 head or 200 head you know, or more, we're, uh, we're on the phone calling some buyers, letting them know. And oftentimes on the smaller bunches, I'll get some guys to go together and bring some cats at the same time. We'll have them all vaccinated pretty much the same. I can identify those sires and kind of have some predictions on how they are performance-wise. And so, uh, you know, I have a certain protocol I make these guys follow uh, to, you know, have them vaccinated all the same kind of same kind of weaning. And, and, and of course, I think with that, it's uh, – it's good, and, and I can tell you that this uh, this this winter here we set a sold a set of two hundred calves, and we were at the top of the market for several weeks here. So I mean, you know, we're pr- and we we called them DLCC Genetics, you know, South Devon South Devon sired cattle, and uh, you know we're not we're not shy anymore. We're making we're kind of spreading the word that you know the South Devons will yield grade with the best. What I tell people on 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 the South Devon bull is that he'll he'll uh, Add muscle to most Angus cattle, but he'll marble the same as those Angus hired cattle. So you don't have to take any hit on quality grade, but we can add a little extra muscle, which adds, you know, weight to that, that carcass weight in the end. Head to dlccranch.com for more information. The sale book, along with videos and sale information, is online as we speak. Any other questions, feel free to reach out at any time. Cow Country News, you know, the cow stuff. Our top news story, USDA's Animal and Plant Health Inspection Service, or APHIS, on Monday published a proposed rule to allow imports of fresh beef from Paraguay, a move that drew immediate concerns from some U.S. cattle groups. APHIS's proposal follows risk analysis in 2008 and 2014, in which the agency ultimately found that the risk of foot and mouth disease in Paraguay is low and that Paraguay has the infrastructure and emergency response capabilities needed 
intended to address an outbreak. Under the proposed rule, Paraguay would be subject to the same import requirements the agency applies to fresh beef and ovine meat from Uruguay, Argentina, and Brazil. The National Cattlemen's Beef Association expressed concern with USDA's proposed rule, noting it is based on nine-year-old data and long-past site visits. The group urged the agency to continue to block Paraguayan beef until a review can be conducted with current information. Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and Mexico historically have been the largest suppliers of U.S. beef imports. Paraguay is expected to ship about 0.05% of the U.S. average annual fresh beef production and some 0.05% of the U.S. average annual imports of fresh beef. Staying with international news, Japan removed its last restriction blocking imported beef products from Canada following a 20-year ban imposed after confirmation of a case of BSC in the province of Alberta in 2003. The Canadian government announced the lifting of Japan's restriction, which will allow processed beef and beef patties from cattle raised in Canada to be sold in the Asian nation. Japan is Canada's second largest market for beef. And in other news, drought conditions are expected to improve for some. A year ago, drought conditions affected 75% of the continental U.S. Today, that figure has fallen to just under 55%. 2022's drought was the most widespread the U.S. had seen since 2012. And for the Northern Plains, it followed 2021. And for our bow sale recaps, our report starting with the R.A. Brown Ranch, their spring sale, uh, 231 total bulls averaged 77.15. That's the Sim Angus bulls, the Red Angus bulls, and the Angus bulls. 33 commercial bred heifers. Commercial breads averaged 29.69, and then 45 registered Red Angus females, an average of 55.19. Sandhill Farms from Haviland, Kansas, on their Bold Hereford production sale, 126 bulls, an average of 8,055. 20 registered females, 9,450, 60 commercial Hereford open heifers, coming in at $2,000 even. 45 commercial Black Baldy open heifers, just a tick under 2,000 at 1938. And then five Red Baldy open heifers, just a tick over 2,000 at 2,050. Heading up to Roulette, North Dakota, McCumber Angus Ranch, coming in with an average of 9331. 35,000 was their top on 120 bulls. 34 yearling registered heifers at 5191. And then 28 commercial yearling heifers. Wow, commercial yearlings, just a tick under 3,000 at 2950. Heading on to Sheridan, Wyoming, NJW pulled Herefords. That's Ned and Jan Ward. 85 Hereford bulls, 7415, a pick of the heifer calves. 40,000, congratulations, and then 38 yearling open heifers, an average of 10,507, congratulations. Wow, that's kind of a wingdinger there, too. Back up to Minnesota for the Zentner Wag partnership sale, Charlay and Red Angus bulls, 62 Charlay bulls, an average of 6,234, seven Red Angus bulls with an average of 3,215, 38 black baldy pairs with Charlay cross calves, the pairs now 3275 high selling lots 51025 13 and a half and 12000 congratulations coming up crew we're talking the world famous mile city bucking horse sale it is a must attend event stay with us we'll be right back 
equinemarket.com puts you in control of buying and selling horses of all breeds and disciplines. The easy-to-use online platform at equinemarket.com offers private treaty sale, online auction, and live auction internet bidding. Horses never leave the farm until the buyer arrives. And because buyers connect directly with sellers, there's no middleman. Sell horses and hay on your terms today with equinemarket.com. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale for 2023 starts with horse racing. Six days with paramutual wagering, May 6th and 7th on Derby Days, coinciding with the Kentucky Derby. That'll be shown live in Mile City. Mother's Day is also special with moms free to the races. And more races added May 19th through the 21st. The world-famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. For schedule and tickets, go online, buckinghorsesale.com. South Devon and South Devon Genetics from the DLCC Ranch. Why South Devon? Well, it's real easy. Composites with South Devon, they can bridge the gap between continental and English breeds. Join us in Piers, Minnesota, Saturday, April 15th, for the DLCC Ranch annual production sale featuring South Devon Poundmaker and Navigator cattle. You've heard me talk about it before. It's the largest South Devon offering anywhere. DLCC Ranch. Let's get it on. Cattle Battle. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up radio show. The most information that we can pack into 30 minutes as possible. I know a lot of people are calving as we speak. Some people haven't even started. A lot of people still trying to get dug out under snowbanks. People trying to plant. It's too wet. There's tornadoes. I mean, Mother Nature has not been cooperating. So now is the time to get something on the books. And if you're like Beck and I, if we just don't write this down, it will pass us by. And this is a must attend. We talk about this every year, but it gets built bigger and bigger and bigger. And that is the world famous Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. It's been going on since 1951. Write these dates down. May 18th through the 21st of this year in Mile City, Montana. But that's not all. May 6th and 7th are Derby Day races. May 19th are Mother's Day races. We're going to get into that a little bit later because this is all things celebration of Western and the horse. But let's just kind of focus on, generally speaking, the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale of why Mile City is an absolute destination beyond any, in my opinion. This This is awesome, obviously. I'm all jacked about it, but I love the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. It's based on heritage. It's based on tradition. It's based on commitment. It's based on passion that those of us that make a living at the end of dirt roads live at the end of dirt roads. We have a connection to this in one way or another. Now with me today is Tracy Hawk, the marketing director with the Mile City Buck and Horse Sale. Trace, it's so good to have you back on the show. Haven't heard from you for a while. Um, Let's just start with this. Kind of a 30,000-foot view, and and this is a tough question when I say why the bucking horse sale. Why is this a must-attend? And then then we'll start dissecting it from there. Because there's so much going on. There's all kinds of things to do for four days of fun. And, you know, a lot of people, they they count it in as a a family reunion or a friend reunion. Everybody's like, see you at the bucking horse sale next year. And um, there's just lots and lots to do. For everybody, kids, adults, everything. So obviously, I mean, the name, uh, the Bucking Horse Sale. I mean, this is a this is a celebration of uh, of the Bucking Horse of the equine that has helped. 
I mean, really develop a an entire culture, not just a culture, but an entire industry. And we're not just talking about rodeo, but this this branches into from rodeo into the world of ranching, and it branches into uh, just the whole Western scene, which, you know, ever since Yellowstone, everything is blowing up. So there is a tremendous amount of familiarity when it comes to, you know, the, the, the nostalgia of the, of the buck and horse. And obviously we don't want to take anything away from that, but I want to say it's augmented. Like you said, there's stuff for, for everybody to do. So like, what are some of those things to do? I know we got tons and tons and tons of vendors. We do. Our trade show has grown immensely over the last three years. Um, and so we've got a wide variety of things that, you know, people can shop and buy and whatever they want to do, um, you know, as far as not just Western, but um, a, a nice variety of vendors. So, yeah, the vendor show is fantastic. We've got um, the parade on Saturday morning. There's a quick draw in the park. And so there's a lot of art going on down in the in the city park. Um, you know, wild horse races and mutton busting, of course, a little bit of beer drinking going on. <laughs> right, 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 right. Great food. You're in Eastern Montana where beef is king. And so, you know, there's steak feeds going on and all kinds of things like that as well. What I find kind of amazing is how the community every single year since 1951, the only bucking horse sale that we had was was it back in 2020 when COVID hit? Is that right? That That's the that one we the, didn't have? That is the only one we've never had in 2020. That's correct. Got it. So since 1951, the community of Miles City, you know, it, it grows tenfold. But it's not just, you know, one area. It's not just the rodeo arena or something like that. It is literally, it's the whole entire community that, well, for last year, you know, when it was over, we started planning for this year. That they, they open up their doors, the community opens up, and the, and I keep coming back with a celebration. And that's where everybody wants everybody to come to, to Mile City just to see, if nothing else, this is how we live. This is what life is like here. This is why we celebrate the buck and horse, and, and this is what it means to us, and this is how it has, it has created you know family and traditions. Mile City and Eastern Montana is very cowboy proud. All of the things that that entails, whether it be ranching or riding Bronx or, I mean, it is the Mile City Cowboys after all, you know, and for good reason. And and Mile City does a fantastic job of welcoming visitors and those that want to attend the Bucking Horse Sale or are there simply to see friends and family and maybe, you know, just want to go shop. Um, we've got a wonderful downtown district that is very supportive of the Bucking Horse Sale. Um, a nice variety of bars and shops, and and um, Mile City does a wonderful job. They really do. So, do you know about how many people go and swarm into Mile City roughly on on Buck and Horse Sale weekend? Roughly fifteen thousand. Oh wow! And and it's literally from all over over the world. Yes, that's correct. There is a reason why it's called World Famous. There's people all over the world that have been to Mile City for the Bucking Horse Sale since you know i mean since its inception in 1951 we see ticket purchases from all over the united states and canada and even in europe tell me a little bit about the uh, about the horse races that are going on i know we're going to talk more about that and dive a little bit uh you know down the rabbit hole on those but i want to make sure we bring that up about the why about the horse races what's going on with that 
We're going to kick off with Derby Weekend, and we'll simulcast the entire card of the Kentucky Derby, the 6th and 7th uh, Churchill Downs, of course. Um, and then we'll have live racing in Mile City those two days. Then we follow up with Mother's Day on the 14th. All moms get in free that day. And again, we'll have the entire card of Churchill Downs. And then we follow up with Bucking Horse Dale Weekend, and we'll have racing, live racing and paramutual betting available again on May 19th, 20th, and 21st. You know, I find it interesting that, that so many things in our uh, culture, it, it started with a bet, right? And that, that's how the whole world of rodeo started way, way back when. It just started with a bet. Uh, it was somebody saying, I am better than you, and I, and I got more skills than you. And it has evolved into that uh, that competition, if you will, because I know we're going to feature literally the best of the best bronc riders are going to be in Miles City. But then what's really neat is the best of the best, those that want to carve their name in history. Some of the best amateurs are going to be coming in and saying, you know what, I'm only as good as my competition and I want to ride against the best. True. So, you know, I believe, too, that we're, we like we all like to gamble a little, you know, and I think uh, rodeo is a little bit of a gamble. When you talk about these young guys and the, the permit holders, if you will, we've actually designated a day specifically for them. And so on Friday, we have, of course, the horse racing and the wild horse races and stuff, but we have added um, the permit challenge. And we did that for the first time last year. The permit challenge is those that obviously have their PRCA permit. They've not won enough money yet to get their card. But the top two in that competition on Friday then will automatically move on to the Bronc ride, the long round on Sunday with the PRCA card holders. And people wanting more information, order tickets, which I would highly recommend it, uh, doing it now uh, sooner than later. Uh, is the best place to go, just buckinghorsesale.com. Yes, sir. And they can apply online for any reserve seating that they'd like. Um, of course, we've shook the concert up a little bit this year. We've got a party pit and there's limited uh, ticket availability on that. That's Thursday night with uh, Mitchell Tenpenny. And uh, yeah, they can just go to buckinghorsesale.com, purchase your tickets and we'll be waiting for you in Mile City. Tracy, thank you so much, as always. Again, the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale in Mile City, Montana, May 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st. And we will see you there. Just head to buckinghorsesale.com for schedules and more information. And you're going to want to make sure that you never miss another episode from now all the way up until the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale here on the Ranch It Up Radio Show. We're going to be going through the history of the bucking horse sale and this gets fascinating when you talk about how this thing started and why this thing started we're going to have a lot of fun with this one because mile city yeah man that is where it's at tracy thanks again now kirk is on hold with the numbers we've got lots to talk about and on your potential bull buying purchases stay with us we've got a lot more of the ranch it up radio show when it's coming up right after this before you purchase your next set of bulls or females, remember this. The seed stock business is about genetic improvement and customer service. Ally Genetic Resources understands this as well as anyone. Marty Ropp with Ally. That's our charges as seed stock producers is you know, people look at us and you've got to make genetics that work better for us. We see that charge, we understand that charge, and we're going to use all the tools we can to get there. Ally Genetic Resources, where the mission is commercial customer success, period. 
you've done everything that you need to do at this point. Vaccinations, management, genetics, environmental control. But let's talk nutrition. Now, it doesn't have to be difficult or overwhelming or complicated at all. So let's keep things real simple. Westway Feed Products. For the cow-calf operation, dairy, feedlots, equine, custom even if you need. Nutrition is a lot more than having grass or hay, so keep it simple. You can count on Westway Feed Products. Westwayfeed.com. Can I interest you in live calves this winter and spring? How about getting rid of scours? I've talked about Pharmatan from Imogene Ingredients before, and I'm bringing it up now because your cows need to have Pharmatan in their system 90 days pre-calving to help eliminate scours. Pharmatan is now on my team of experts, so if you need some more information or have questions, just get a hold of me. You can head online to PharmatanUSA.com. You can look up Pharmatan on Facebook and Imogene Ingredients or call 515-745-1639. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ranch It Up Radio Show. As always, it's that time when we check in with Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated. Let me get to a little business first, and that is to subscribe to his free newsletter. Text the word cattle, C A T T L E 2 33777 each and every week. You get updates every now and then if there's something going on where there is an alert. Kirk might uh, send out another email or two, but that is the best way to uh, start gaining some information, asking yourself those questions that maybe you would like to ask to Kirk. So, Kirk, with that, welcome aboard, my friend. What's going on with the numbers? As of Friday, March 24th, April feeders closed at 194.65. That's down seven and a half cents on the week with the CME feeder index at 188.85. So cash was up at 98 cents on the week. That leaves our basis at a negative 80 cents versus March futures. April live closed the week at 163.12 and a half. That's up 65 cents on the week with cash trading 163 in the south and 165 to 68 in the north. That leaves our five area weighted average of 28 cents at 164.39, and the base is a positive $1.39. The weekly slaughter came in at 629,000. That's down 5,000 head versus last week and 31,000 below the same week last year. Choice boxes printed 279.88. That's down $3.47, leaving the estimated spot packer margin about $75 profit per head. I'm going to touch on exports a little bit this week. Uh, Accumulated beef exports are 12.8% below the same week last year. So the higher prices is definitely starting to show in the demand side of it. In conclusion, May corn closed the week at $6.44.5. That's up nine and three quarters on the week. And a reminder that planning intentions are March 31st. Now, Kirk, got a quick question for you because I know where you're at. It just seems like winter does not want to let go whatsoever. So let me just ask you, how is calving going or is that is that a touchy topic for you? We don't want to talk about the early March calving, but since uh, oh, about the 25th or so, uh, it's been chilly, but, but a workable chilly. Everything seems to be doing quite fine since about the 25th, and- you no know, lows in the about 15 or 20 at night. So eventually, I mean, it's got to warm up, right? I mean, it's inevitable. It has to happen. I think that's the case, although it sure starts to make a guy wonder sometimes. Right. Now, there is still lots and lots of time to make those 
bull buying purchases, depending upon what you're looking for for your outfit. Lots of cattle being offered for sale. And, you know, it really gets cooking this bull selling season when it gets really, really moving. It's kind of the first of February, right? When it just gets rolling. But if those purchases are not made yet, fear not, there is still lots of quality cattle to fit your program. Our genetics advisor, Marty Ropp with Allied Genetic Resources. Marty, if y'all are needing breeding stock, you know, we got them, but it all comes down and focuses on can we get away from the operation because winter for a lot of people is just hanging on, hanging on, and for so many, uh, it all comes down to calving this time of year. Can we get away? Yeah, there's and there's a few more turnout sales than there used to be, and calving is a big deal. Part of the reason why the bull sales move around the country a little bit is because if your customers are calving right then in a in a potentially bad weather situation, you may not get them that day. And uh, if your customers are not calving, which some of the real early sales, their idea is to catch their customers before they ever get into the calving environment at a time of year when they have some extra time. So there's some some strategy that way too because it is if you you're going to miss a customer or two if it's a bad day and they're in their cabin for what those calves are worth they're gonna stay home and save a calf absolutely for a list of our genetic partners and seed stock breeding cattle offerings available reach out to us at any time on social media you can call or text 24 7 707 wrench 20 is the number that's 707-726-2420 and you can email us at Ranch it up show at gmail.com at any time. I tip my hat to you from one legend to another. Before we say fare thee well, we want to give a big tip of the hat, well, to all of you. Calving, trying to get in the field, can't because it's too wet, or there is still too much snow on the ground to even fighting tornadoes. You know, this spring has been one for the record books. I know it seems like it's the same song and dance, but this one is really kind of epic because it's been record-breaking cold, record-breaking snowfalls, record-breaking moisture, record-breaking drought. Unfortunately, uh, everybody in our listening area is getting a little bit of record-breaking, and I don't think anybody wants to break the records this year at all. And now that's going to wrap it up for today. A big thanks from our crew to yours, Tracy Hawk with the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale. We're going to hear more from them as the weeks go on. Marty Rop with Allied Genetic Resources, Dar Geis with the DLCC Ranch, Kirk Donsbach, Stonex Financial Incorporated, and the Boss Lady. That's you. A big thank you to our partners, DLCC Ranch, the Mile City Bucking Horse Sale, Farmatan and Imogene Ingredients, the Tri-State Livestock News, the Farmer and Rancher Exchange, and the Fence Post, Westway Feed Products, Allied Genetic Resources, LivestockMarket.com, EquineMarket.com, AuctionTime.com, RFD-TV, The Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. And crew, so glad y'all came with us one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to like and follow us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Call and text us 24-7 with any questions, comments, concerns, criticisms you may have at 707-RANCH-20. That's 707-726-726. 2420. Spread the good word and join us again next week where it's always Tigger approved. Stay ranchy and ranch it up.